You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tales from the Byerside, my friends. I'm your host, Remy. This is my co-host, Lauren. Hi. And our special guest tonight is Jessica. Oh my God, I love you so much. Oh, I miss you. (laughs) I thanks for coming too. in last second, Donna. We had a cancellation hey, yeah. tonight, and uh, Jessica picked up that fumble and ran it in for a touchdown for us. So for real, you know, I like texted her season. like an hour ago, and I was like, "So podcast?" <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, let me slap on some makeup." <laughs> I know, yeah, I me like, too. <laughs> I was like ready for bed, literally. <laughs> That's hilarious. Bed. So Jessica is joining us from. You're in New York, right? Yep, Buffalo. All right. I would like to know something about that. Where are you currently working at? Um, I work at a bar, bowling alley, and restaurant um, in the city of Buffalo. Nice. Um, We just opened back up. Uh, We got shut down again for the second time back in November. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're only allowed to be open until 10 o'clock right now. Oh, there's like a curfew? Yep. So we're only half capacity and nobody is allowed inside the buildings um, after 10 o'clock for right now. Um, But you guys are allowed to have people inside though. Yeah. We just Friday, Friday was the first day we were able to have people back allowed inside to actually eat and drink. That's amazing. Yeah. We haven't made it there yet. No, no, we actually got shut back down also in November and Mm -hmm. then we are still waiting on like the time that we can actually open back up again. Well, we so. just had, um, I'm trying to think, I think it was like 90 bars and restaurants throughout Buffalo went to court and sued the governor, um, mm-hmm. to be able to open back up. And originally we were told that only the people that were in the lawsuit were going to be able to open back up oh, and then that. not even 24 hours. Right. So you have to pay money to file a lawsuit in order to do it, which is stupid. But not even 12 hours later, all of a sudden they're like, nope, you guys can do it too, but only till 10 o'clock. So, okay. That's kind of screwed up, but all right. (laughs) It was a shit show. It was real, a big shit show. Well, that's good that you guys are back open enough that you can like actually, you know, make a little bit of money. Yeah, for sure. And like, have you noticed a huge difference like pre-COVID to after COVID and like how much money you make or was it? Oh, big time. It's almost like, you know, you kind of understand both sides of it. Being a regular person trying to live and pay your bills and be in the service industry. Right. So it's, you know, we live off of tips, but people aren't tipping as much as they, I think, would have or used to. Because they're holding on to every penny they got to right. survive however long this is going to take again. You know what I mean? So Trying really hard to like find that balance of like helping out small businesses and also being able to like maintain your bills. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's something that I definitely like would think that would be really difficult for people. Yeah. So you feel bad. You know what I mean? It's like you understand it. But at the same time, it's like. This is how I pay my bills. So (laughs) I get it, but come on now. I'm honestly like this close to packing my bags and going somewhere to like a resort down in Florida where there's just like no (laughs) rules and like, you know, like I hate winter anyways. I can't stay in this cold. (laughs) Like we just go be somewhere warm. And if I get COVID and die, so be it. But like, I miss my mother-in-law's in in Texas and it's, She's like, everything's open. I'm like, oh, I'm coming. I Again, I hate yeah. it. I'm on my way right now. <laughs> like, literally. I, I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's insane. Like, we got to be up here and starve and freeze. And no. It's, uh, right? I'm, I'm I feel like we're getting the shit end of the deal over here. <laughs> yeah, we kind of are. <laughs> How about you tell us a little bit about, like, your um, history of working in the service industry so people have an idea of what you have done before? Oh, gosh. Well, we've worked together for many years, me and you, (laughs) (laughs) at a couple different places. Um, But I I mean, I've been doing it for, shoot, like 18 years now. And Mm -hmm. um, I've done, you know, the bartending, I've done the waitressing, I've um, 
both at the same time. I've done like hostessing. So kind of like all different aspects of it. I've even cooked at a, a few different jobs. Yeah. Not we had to cook well. at one of them that you and yeah. I worked at together. <laughs> yep. The pizzeria that I'm at now, I just finished doing two weeks in the kitchen. Um, I'm not that great, but I did no, it. But there's something to be said about anybody that is willing to be like, no job is below me. And so, yep. you know, like when you work in the service industry, a lot of people have to do like one of two things. You work from the bottom up, mm-hmm. you know, that's like really big, or you kind of just end up filling in wherever they need you. And it's like, yeah. Shit, I'll take a paycheck. I don't care what it is I'm doing. Of course I have like, I have like, I, I'm a bartender, so I want right. to bartend, but I'm not like opposed to being a bartender and cooking or and serving well, or yeah. and being a shot girl or whatever. I don't care. Money Especially is money. Right you're now. not going to make it. Like if I work in a kitchen, I get more in my paycheck. Right. But if I bartend, I make more in tips. So yeah, it, it, it balances out. You know what I mean? But I prefer being out at the bar and around people and I don't like being stuck you know, back in the back with nobody but myself to talk to. So that's right. not Oh, fun. so you were like alone in the kitchen? Yeah. Like well, chef, girl. Yeah. I mean, it's like subs, pizzas, wings, and, you know, like things like that. But um, I, I worked at this place for five years, four years ago. I was working there up until I moved to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um. And then when I came back, I just knew I'd been there for so long that I was so close with the owner and the managers and everybody that it was like going back home. You know what I mean? Like they immediately welcomed me back in that day. If I need anything from them, they're there for me, especially during this time, which is amazing because as you know, a lot of people or a lot of businesses, bartenders and waitresses are a dime a dozen. They don't care Mm -hmm. about you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you've got to bust your ass and not complain about it, or they'll find somebody who won't complain about it. So mm-hmm. it's it was like a no-brainer to kind of go back there. But yeah, during the second shutdown, they gave me hours in the kitchen just to make sure I had money coming in. And then as soon as the bar opened back up, she was like, you know, you're my number one bartender. So like whatever hours you want, you got it. We'll nice. work with you. So but yeah, it's I have no well, complaints about it whatsoever, honestly. And I think that that Remy goes back to think the same thing that you and I say almost every week. And yeah. that's that, you know, those types of places where you feel like you're a family and you feel like you're home. Yeah. You can go back 20 years from now and they're all going to treat you the exact same way. It's you know? it's really priceless when you find a place like that. The place that I was at uh, right when we shut down, I had just started and uh, I saw an ad I knew the place. I had met the owner before. So I went in and, and filled an application and he was there and was like, you got a few minutes. I'll give you an interview right now. I'm like, yeah, sure. We talked for about 10, 15 minutes and I was, you know, it's a restaurant, but he needed bar. And he's like, you know, can you serve too? I'm like, absolutely. You know, I started off as a server and worked my way up to bartender. I'm not, I'm not above that. Like I'll do both. Right. He's like, we'll, <laughs> we'll give you, we'll give you both shifts. Like right now there's more serving shifts, but like tomorrow night, you think you could come in and bartend for me? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like yep. no problem. Yeah. So, anytime. You know, like, no training <laughs> period. No, you know, it's like, here's our menu. Here's where everything is figured out. You know, like if you're mm-hmm. a bartender, you can do that. And yeah. so I did, like I, I worked a couple of serving shifts and I'd bartend and then the bartender would like come out and pick up tables and stuff. So it all kind of went hand in hand. You're serving a lot of food at the bar anyways. I'm like, it's the same damn thing. Like, it's right. fine. And then I, you know, I was there for maybe three and a half weeks and then, you know, I I hired in in February (laughs) and and in March we were shut down. I was like, oh, well, that was fun. Right. Yeah. But it was like a family while you were there. It was. Yeah, it was. It was great. You know, there was, there were some people that you could tell, like, really didn't give a fuck and really, you know, just, they were there for the money. And if it was no good, they always wanted to go home, but you could tell there were some people who had been there for like six, seven years and like the head bartender and the heads and the head waitress, they were all like, you know, we all go out and drink together afterwards. I'm like, I love this place. You guys have, I feel like (laughs) I fit right in. (laughs) Exactly. And then we got shut down. I was like, ah, one yep. of the waitresses wanted to date me already. I was like, man, this place is great. <laughs> Three weeks. Damn. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, she had her eye on me anyways. It didn't work. So. 
So Jess, I know that you and I worked at a popular nightclub together and I have told them about um, many a story about like the crazy shit they would make us do, like the outfits every Saturday and like all that stuff. Um, I, I can't know. make fun of my uh, my tub of costumes too. <laughs> when yeah. you were like Santa's little helper, and you would always walk. Oh on yeah, the yeah. My daughter, I, <laughs> I got a picture of her with it on, and I was like, "Oh man, it looks so different on you than it did me when right. I had to wear it." <laughs> <laughs> it looks normal wanna, on you. <laughs> I want to ask you about some of like your more interesting stories of things that you've seen. I know that um, when you and I go out drinking, we've experienced some crazy shit, but I know for a fact <laughs> that that place <laughs> definitely had a lot of stuff going on. Oh my so God. Can you think of any um, good stories about like things that you experienced or just witnessed while you were there? Okay. Or so any, any bar that you worked at. Um, my favorite for sure was it was at Orchid. Um, I was obviously I was at the door. Um, we had, it was during gay pride. Um, I'm trying to think we had a party. I don't, I don't know if you were there that night or if you were at Luna, but there at the, as soon as we opened, what was it? Nine o'clock we opened, right? Yeah. As soon as we opened, we had a party of like 30 or 40, um, cross-dressing, uh, or trans. Uh, there were multiple, right? Cause I had a couple guys that came in, they were dressed up as like, you know, Madonna. Um, some of them had like real, you know, or well boobs, um, mm-hmm. but the male voices and oh my God, they were the best crowd I have ever had come into that place right off the bat. Like even just from the door, you know what I mean? Like they kept coming out to visit me. They had, they were all dressed up too. the wigs, the, heels that I would never even dream of wearing. Okay. Like I, I, I would have killed myself in even standing still. And they were out there dancing it up on the dance floor. And, um, Oh my God, I loved it. And they were in and out though. They were gone by like 10 o'clock. And I was so upset about that. Cause then all the regular people came in at 10 and mm-hmm. I was like, compared to what I already had, you're no fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, so right. <laughs> you're just normal. Like, oh, there goes a guy in jeans and a t-shirt. Yay. Like, um, oh my God, they were so much fun though. Uh that, like that so was definitely many- a there's so many like times that I can think of, of just like people being like belligerent drunk and, you know, like having to like go into the bathroom and like get girls from like go underneath the stall to try and like unlock the door to get them yeah. out. You know, uh, like that the amount time. of shit that you would see in like, especially in a nightclub setting is intense, you know, and especially like I, out the front door. Remember they had the benches out front. Oh yeah. Yeah. We had a, a girl. Um, with a mini skirt on, legs spread wide open, passed out drooling, and oh, some gosh. guy was trying to hit on her. And me and the door guy, Reggie, were like, uh, excuse me, I'm sure she doesn't want that right now. Like, and he's like, no, 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 I know her. We're like, what? what's her name? He's like, um, me, me, uh, me, yeah. Like, yeah, get the hell out of here. Yeah, you don't know her. You don't know her. <laughs> get on with your fucking bad self. But like, how many start, people would be like, I lost my keys. <laughs> <laughs> or when they used to come to the door and they're like, I'm friends with so-and-so. And I'm like, that's awesome. It's $5 to get in. Thank you. So I worked for um, my boyfriend for a while and his name is Troy. And all these people would come up to the front door and just be like, I know Trey. And I'm like, oh, you know him <laughs> so well that you don't even know his fucking name. <laughs> I know Trey. Well, like, who's oh, he? Text him. <laughs> text him. Oh, God. Uh, so the place I work at now, right? Um, the owner's name is Mark. I love him, first of all. But he is, first of all, he's been in business for so long because he's so stingy with his money. You know what I mean? Yeah. He don't give away, like, free shit, nothing like that. So I remember years ago, it, it's a it's a running joke between all of us, but I used to have people come in and they're like, oh, you know, can I get a free shot or a free beer? I know Mark. And I'm like, if you knew Mark, you wouldn't be asking me for free shit. You would know that he doesn't want you to have anything for yeah, free. And believe me, if you knew you. him, he would come out and tell me that you get something for free. <laughs> yeah. Guarantee it. I've seen him charge his mother. His mother paid for drinks. Okay. <laughs> I promise you. Nobody's getting nothing wrong with that. Him. <laughs> right? 
yeah, okay, you can be stingy. Joke. It's all right. Right, but listen, he's been in the bar business in Buffalo for that long. He knows a lot of people. You have to be stingy at that point. If you gave away free drinks to every single, you know, uh, you know, I, customer, you'd give away your bar. I worked yeah. for a place that that had that problem, and it was like, you know, all their friends would get free drinks. All oh, the cute girls would get free drinks. The owners would yep. walk around buying people free drinks, and then you know, at the end of the night, they're like, "Where's my money?" Well, no, but then like the bartenders don't know who to serve free drinks and who not to and when to charge, you know, oh, this guy doesn't get charged, but this guy does and stuff. It's like, there's no hard and fast rules to it. It just becomes craziness. And so right, yeah. I think your owner, your owner's pretty smart to do it that way. Like, sorry. Once no in a drinks. great while. And it's again, if he chooses, but right. just because you've been coming, I have customers that I see now that I, that I met eight years ago when I worked there that still come in there and they still pay for their drinks. They pay their tabs. Cause they know like, just because you've been coming there for eight years, thank you so much for your, you know, for you coming in and and paying for this stuff. Like we appreciate you. I'll talk to you and I love you and we're friends on Facebook, but you gotta pay for that shit. Like that shit don't come free to us. And that's the thing is like when I have people that come in and they're just like, Oh, well, usually you buy me a shot. I'm like, yeah. I buy you a shot, but you bought eighty dollars worth of shit. Yeah. Right. You know, Don't like it's like a, it's like a little kickback for you, like being so cool. Yeah. But when you come in and start like spouting off to your friends, like, oh, I know the bartender and she'll give me so much for free or like, oh, we won't pay full price. It's like it's an insult. Yeah, you know? it is. It's an insult to me. It's an insult to the establishment. You yep. know, like if I am buying you a shot, I'm paying for that out of my own pocket. I'm not just yeah. stealing from these people. We don't actually right. get it for free. Right. Well, I've I mean, worked at places, places where you get a bar tab. Well, I've, I've gotten a bar tab. Yeah, yeah, I don't mean they... to say that that's never an option, but it's like, oh, no. I've I've worked at a place where like they gave us like an unlimited bar tab, but you know they were like, if you abuse it, we'll take it away. But if you you know are good and like you know use it for like like let's say that like a group of girls come in and it's like really really dude heavy. And they're like, oh, there's like a lot of guys here. They're feeling uncomfortable. Buy them around a shot. Like, get right. them like, you know, having a good time, not worrying so much. Like, you guys can just hang out at my bar. It's cool. I'll hang out with you guys. I'll like yes. take care of you. You know, like you spin it to like make people feel welcome. Yes. Yeah, for and sure. When they start to like take advantage of that, you have to be able to know when it's appropriate to like pull the reins back and be like, yep. You know what? Even if it's your best friend, if it's your mom, I don't give a fuck who it is. When it comes to that type of stuff, you have to be able to go, you know what? I really appreciate you coming in and I really appreciate you being a regular or or supporting me in the place that I work at. Yeah. Expecting free stuff from me is not cool. You know, I feel like that comes with experience, too. Like we all know. Do you know what I mean? But I remember, which I'm sure you guys do, too. Well, I don't know if obviously everybody has the same experience, but starting out when I first started bartending, I almost felt like obligated to offer people who would come in all the time, a free shot or a free beer, or I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? It's on us. Or like, it's, it's almost like I, I wasn't sure how to say no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and part of the problem too, is like, once you give somebody something for free and then they start expecting it, you know, and it's like, Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not okay. There's plenty of places downtown Detroit back in the day that I used to go to <laughs> all the time. And, you know, they knew me. They'd come to my bar. I'd go to theirs, that kind of stuff. And just about every time I came in, I got something free. But I never expected it. Yeah, You know what I mean? Right. It's like, yeah. if I get if I get my tab at the end of the night and it's, and it's obviously not everything I ordered, I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And you're getting a big right. tip. And that's cool. But, like, I didn't go out expecting it. Maybe... The person I know isn't working that night or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going out if I can't. Yeah, I'm not going you. out with the intent of getting stuff for free. Yes. We have a couple of comments. I'm going to read through them really quick. We have a couple people watching. Thank you guys all for watching. We've got a few a few people watching currently. We appreciate it. Um, our friend Michael, who is going to be on next week, Mike Fotis, he said, even when my client club owner would comp my tab, I always tip the staff well. And that is something that people super appreciate and not a lot of people do. So I just want to make sure that we call him out for that because um, I've worked at places where people will be like, 
you know, like I know the owner or I'm currently working here. I'm the DJ. I'm the promoter. I'm the whatever it is. And of course they get like a comp tab and then they don't tip on the comp tab. That means that I'm working for free. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, oh, I'm working for free because my people don't pay me. That's not what I mean by that. My club owners do pay me. I make money. I make two sixty five an hour. It's my paycheck is a penny or less. You know, yeah. not worth me going to the bank. And I always appreciate somebody who, especially when they have like a free tab, will make sure that they take care of me. And I know him personally, and he always takes care of me. So. Well, yeah, it's nice. You're still running around and getting the stuff for them and making sure exactly. they're okay and ignoring right. other people to get them stuff. And it's like, when you don't get tipped, it's like a sign of like disrespect. Like, was I not good enough for you? Like, right. Did I do something wrong? Right. Or even like if people can't actually tip me, I'm not like really like crazy and stingy about it. Cause I'm like, I understand the hard times on everybody. That's cool. Oh, yeah. But when you come in all the time yeah, and you do it all the time, it's intentional. And you don't value me and my life and my ability to pay my bills, then I'm not going to value that $10 or whatever, just for the shots that I was going to give you. I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. If your glass is empty, I'll come back to you whenever I get a chance. I'll go to the other people. Getting everyone else. And then I'll come back over to you and let you know. And it's like, hey, I get, I get it. You know, if you're an alcoholic and you want to go out and drink all the time and you want to be like, you know, social and friendly and stuff like that. But yeah, part of the part of the price of like being an an, an outdoor drinker, go out to places drinker is that like the tip is not included. Like we don't get paid jack. So you're expected to tip. That's just the way it goes. Exactly. Right. You know, if you want to drink at home, you know, or pregame right? or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's fine. Well, the thing is that like the place that you and I worked at together, Jess, it was like or- at Orchid and Luna. Mm-hmm. We had $2, you call it, until 11 o'clock. So we oh, were yeah. the pregame. Yeah. yeah. We were the pregame. Yes. At like 11 o'clock, they a scattered. lot of people would, would clear out. <laughs> but then a whole new crowd of people would come right back in. So it wasn't like we became dead. We were actually very, very busy after that. Oh, yeah. But it was a complete switch. It was like a, it was a three, it was oh, 160? 180. 180. 180. <laughs> yeah, 160. It was almost halfway around. We'll go with 160 though. You're almost halfway. Like, it was a complete 180, but right. it, it, was, it was close. But there was like a lot of people that would come in at the very beginning of the night and they would be there all fucking night and I would see them at the end of the night and they would be dead ass sober. And I'm like, What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Literally for the music? Holy shit. Right? Or the company? Just for the company, apparently? Just because of the people that work here? You love us that much? You're not even going to drink? You're just going to hang out? Right? (laughs) Can't say no to that. I mean, I'm always happy if people come see me, though. I love when they used to come see me. Like, Like, the hugs and, oh, my God, it's so good to see you this week. And I'm like, it's amazing. I've seen you, you know, the last two years, but I still enjoy it. Like. I saw you last night and the night before and the night Yay. before that. I'm still excited. Because that was my only time out was working, you know what I mean, on the weekends. Like, you remember that, you know what I mean? I came oh, yeah. to the family and so working, that was like my night out to socialize with everybody. So, yeah, I was excited. I didn't care. Right. It, work in the industry is like social night out, you know? It's like well, sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes but, if you're if you're working enough nights a week, like you don't feel like going out on your days off. You're like, I'm I'm good. I've had enough. I, of a um, like, <laughs> my ex boyfriend, whenever I did want to go out with, and Lauren remembers this. If it was a night off and I wanted to go out and actually hang out with my friends, it was a well. You worked with them all weekend. Yes, I got to see them and hey, and joke around with them, but I still had to work. I had to clean up at the end of the night. Like, I yeah. I will also say about that though is that it wasn't just oh, like you saw them all weekend. It was like, why do you have to hang out with them? But also, I'm not available to hang out with you currently. Yeah, you know, and I'm not saying that just about him. I'm saying that about like guys I've dated too, where I'm just like, 
you're pissed off at me because my night off, I went out with my friends, but you're busy. Right. So you want me to just like, stay at home? You want me to just stay at home and pine about you? Just like, because uh, you work a different schedule than I do because you're available on Fridays and Saturdays and I'm not. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that now. And Well, you know, it really comes down to the fact that you work at a bar where people party. People think that you're partying too. Yeah. But in reality, I'm supplying the party. Yes. I am paid to make it like I'm, I'm having the party with you. But I'm supplying the party. <laughs> yeah. It's different. It's socializing, but it's not the same as going out. No, no, it's not the same not at, at all. Literally, I have a... We get paid to go from party to party. And, Yay. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here for the night. And then you go okay. to the next group and, oh my God, I'm so glad to see you guys. And then you go to the next group. Like it is fun to be around people. But again, we get paid to do that. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's, even on the days where you don't feel like doing it or you don't feel like being there, you still have to put a smile on your face and be happy and supply the party. Like also sounds like you two sounds like you two could have used some relationship advice back in the day. I used to love <laughs> for I to, sure. I used to love yeah. bartending and like a group of girls would come up and they're like, we need to get her a shot. She's having a bad day and this and that. Right. Yes. And, and I'd be like, I'd be like, Oh, so, so tell me what's going on. Be like, well, I just don't know. And I'm like, dump him. And they're like, no, just do it. I'm like, instantly just like, dump him. Like, honestly, like if you're feeling shitty about him, there's a reason and you're right. Dump him right now. Like no question <laughs> yep. about it. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> like just Lauren break up had that some pool. pretty uh, drunk yeah. nights of relationship advice. Oh yeah. Oh, my God. oh yeah. I, <laughs> I, I had a time one time it was the middle of a nightclub busy as fuck and they're like talking like four and five deep all night long <clears throat> this guy's got a space that he's like blocked out at the bar and he's crying <laughs> like tears just pouring down his face and he oh my God. for like 45 minutes this guy was like in his <laughs> early 40s hanging out at like a meat market type place i'm like bro I get it, man. She dumped you. A- it sucks. <laughs> like, there. The nightclub is not the place to cry about it. No. This is the place right. to come three weeks from now when you're over it and you want to meet somebody new. But tonight, like, go home. Go home. Oh. Cry into your pillow. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> His friends were like, he'll be fine. I'm like, he's bumming everybody out. Get him the well, fuck out of Well, those are the ones. Here. Have you ever had a problem, like, walking away from them? Yeah. Like, oh, so you're like, yeah. oh my God, bro, what's the matter? And then you're like, oh, so I still have to go and like serve drinks at the other end of the bar, but like, yeah. hope you feel better. I still have a job to perform. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm... I'm like, oh, sorry, gotta go by. Yeah. You think right. I'm your girlfriend because I served you two drinks in a row and oh, like <laughs> we're moving really fast. Can I get your phone number? Uh, no, sorry, I don't do that. Yeah, you can. Here's a bar napkin so you can wipe your tears. You and can your come back nose. next week and buy <laughs> drinks from me. I'll do that. I used right. to just tell people like we're not allowed to give away our phone number, and yep. then be like, I can take yours though, but you have to make it really stealthy, like put it on a napkin, and then I would just be like, <laughs> I lost it. Oh my god, I put it in my tip jar, but so we all count our tip jars together, like. <laughs> You're so nice. I'm like, um, can't do it. Sorry. Well, you know, like part of no, my job is to also be like available, but it's like, do you remember, uh, we went to, uh, that one club that was down the street from Orchid, uh, Boogie, uh, no, not Boogie's no, but fever. <laughs> you fever? Talking, are you talking about, uh, uh, what's that place called you worked there for like a month like boogie fever boogie oh, boogie i yeah. still work at boogie oh do you <laughs> yeah i still work at i mean we're closed but i still work at boogie yeah no. i thought you were talking about bosco's i was about oh to be like, no we went the to bosco's one night month, the one night i went there with you and we met that guy um i i feel like really bad saying it because i'm pretty sure i'm friends with him on facebook but super like dorky glasses kind of odd um he followed us around all night Mike? while we were there i don't think that's his name i gotta look again i'm pretty sure he's on my facebook but he Is was a younger nice guy um i think he was about our age um alex short <sighs> He's listening right now, by the way. I know. <laughs> He's going to be like, what the fuck? 
kind of Miss dorky, you. but really sweet. But anyway, he was he really nice. You found him. You found it him. It was literally at the end of the night, we were leaving to go to um, Troy's place. Grasshopper and, uh, time, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, oh, well, can I get your phone number? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Mm. I don't do that. And he's like, oh, my God, I remember I that. He goes, can I look you up on Facebook? And I was like, sure, why not? Like, There you go. So we're friends on Facebook still, but uh, oh my god, I just I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head. But he was so nice, but he was super awkward. I and, don't like, think that was a friend of mine. I think he was just like alone at the bar. And no, we were like, hey, guy. yeah, he literally okay. he remembered you from working there the one night or something. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Something. So it was like somebody I just kind of like randomly met, and I was like, oh hey, what's going? It was on like today? a one time <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. And he literally followed us around from front bar to back bar to dance floor the whole night. Even when we I do remember smoke. that, though. And he didn't we were like, smoke. hey, we're going to leave now. Yeah. And he was like, Bye. where are you going? I was like, we're going home. Super creeper. All right. So speaking of speaking of people asking for phone numbers, have you ever like met a cute guy in the bar who asked for your number and you're like, oh hell yeah. Yeah. And I regretted Uh, it two years later. So uh, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) So I got a story about that. There was a place not all of them, but most. I lived in Ferndale right off a nine mile, and there was this little hole in the wall bar that I used to go to all the time. It changed names a couple of times, but it was a great little place. It was like it had that 70s decor with like the old Scott, the old style bar with like the service station in the middle and the hanging glasses and stuff. Really cool place. And so I go in there all the time and there was a new bartender one time and she was really cute. And I was like, hmm, what? Hey. And we, had a con- <laughs> we had a conversation and it was like, we were hitting it off. We were feeling pretty good. But I'm, I'm always weird about that because I know she's working and I can't, you know, it's like, it's hard to tell if somebody's being nice to you or if they're flirting to, you know, if they're Why just doing their job. Anyone? Right. But she seemed to be like really flirting with me. So I wrote down my number on a napkin and she walked away and she came back and I was like, oh, hey, this uh, fell out of your pocket when you were walking by. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it fell out of your pocket here. And she opened it up and laughed and called me and we had a date. And then after, I think, one or two dates, um, the Can next thing I know, we, well, we were friends on Facebook, and then the next thing I saw, she, you know, we didn't go out again, and she got engaged. And I was like, whoa. Like, <laughs> wow. Okay, come on I, now. Intense. I guess you That's found intense. your soulmate, so good luck to <laughs> you. It's like, okay. Guess it wasn't me. Sorry. It was not meant to be. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I like to think that I dodged a bullet. I like to also hope that they have a very happy life together. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, Maybe they found I dodged a bullet one. too. I was asked out. Ooh, I just got a call out of the sky. Manna from heaven. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me try that. The perks a, of having a roommate. Right. A, <laughs> oh, a beer just appeared. Um, oh, why not of nowhere? <laughs> First of all, I just really want to say, Jessica, I love that you're keeping the dream alive Shut. by drinking the people's wine. Cheers. Oh. Oh, yes, um, the people uh, wine can I, will can always I just be show a thing. you real quick before you tell your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, bitch. Don't fuck around no more, okay? Big jug of Rossi. Er, day gotta have that, Carl. Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all during quarantine, Jessica stayed at my house for like a month straight, and like longer. She didn't actually live at my house, but she basically lived at my house because I was like, "Girl, you're not going home. Like, just come." Back. I went home to let the dogs out. Yeah, we would let the dogs out and then come back. And then, uh, so we were just drinking the people's wine. And that's what we call anything that's in a jug. But Carlo Rossi is like the one that normally people buy. But anything in a jug like that is people's wine. So, you know, it's for everybody. It's shareable. It's good stuff. I've had it. It tastes good. And you get more sangria. I really thought... That that was the name of it was the is the people's no. wine. So the first time I had to buy it by myself without Lauren, I was like, "Do you have sangria by the people's wine?" And they were like, "Oh my god, what?" No. And I was like, <laughs> "I might funny. be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure it's called the people's wine." And they were like, "There's no such thing." And I was like, mm, "I beg to differ. I drink it <laughs> a lot, so um, I have that actually." <laughs> It's it's good, it just got a picture of the wrestler the rock on it, you know, the people's yeah, wine, right. with his eyebrow raised. His eyebrow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the people's wine, that would be great. Yeah, that was great. 
It is so fucking funny. I don't even know what my story was going to be, but that I had to tell that because the people's wine story was pretty good. <laughs> she literally called me and was like, that's what's the name is. of the wine? Because I just told somebody I wanted the people's wine, like in real life. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's actually Colorosi. <laughs> I literally tell everybody the story about that too now. And I was like, oh, my best friend, Lauren, back in Michigan, she used to call it the people's wine. So I thought that was the name of it. And now it's, it's the people's wine. <laughs> they were like, why does she call it that? And I was like, because everybody, all the people enjoy it. Just go with it. So I don't consider myself a wine snob because it doesn't have to be good. Yeah, this is At the only one I drink, the sangria, though. But I really like wine. Tonight I have um, Miller High Life. I was, really, I was really missing my dad, and that's what he drinks, his Miller High Life, and then Captain and Coke. And I was like, I'm not drinking Captain and Coke. So I got... Nothing wrong with a little, nothing wrong with a little champagne of beers, doll. Nothing I got the champagne of beers. Not the king of beers, but it's the champagne. Nope. It's the and champagne. It's, I do love me some bubbly. Laura, yeah. what were you going to say before? Did you have I don't a story even about remember. somebody with a, um, you given a phone number to or? What the hell oh, was it? yeah. I was going to say that I had like a, one of those, I dodged a bullet moments where um, this guy gave me his phone number and would like come to see me at Necto all the time. Like when I first started working there, I was like a, like a coat check girl or like a shot girl at the time. And he would always come up there, gave me his phone number multiple times, like asked me out, was like very persistent. He was just like content continuously be like, I'm not going to stop until you go out with me. And I was just like, no, dude, it's not. Finally, I was like, it's just not going to happen. Like, I'm just not interested. I think you're great. I think you're funny. Like, let's be cool with each other. But I'm right. And um Turns out he ended up murdering somebody. So I was like, mm, no, Jesus. at the time. Yeah. So I was like, mm, I think that I think I dodged a bullet on that one. Bro, that went a whole different way than I was thinking. Whole different way. I know. And it's like <laughs> so weird because yeah, he ended up like mur- murdering his girlfriend at the time. And I was just like, Yeah, I'm all right with like not giving my number out to people. Thank you, Jesus. Because of that though, I'm very, very cautious about like people that I hang out with, like that I meet at bars. Yep. Now, at the same time, though, I'm also pretty lax about it, too, because I'm like, you know, if I see you all the time, then like, I'll kind of like do like a little test and be like, oh, like you're going to this bar. I'll go to this bar, too, even with girls. I'll yeah. go to this bar, too, at the same time, but I can only stay for like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll stay. I bring someone with me. I never go anywhere alone because I don't put myself in situations to have myself because I have a boyfriend and all that shit. I don't put myself in situations that I can't get myself out of. Yep. I'll be like, hey, girl, let's go over and, like, meet up with this girl I met. She seems really cool. Also could be psycho. So, like, let's go. <laughs> and we'll go out. We'll have a good time. Either we vibe or we don't, you yep. know. And then, but I have, like, had some, uh, actually, Remy, you know them, and Jess, you know them, but Jordan and Dee. Oh, yeah. Um, they're, like, my like seriously some of my best fucking friends yeah and they would invite me out all of the time and i would never go because i was like <laughs> i met them at the bar i don't know like they could be right. like killers they could be like swingers like who fucking knows <laughs> they could be and, um my one of my friends was just like oh yeah like we're gonna go to this party whatever and like it's at their house and i was like well i'm going with somebody so it's all right I went right. to the party and then suddenly from there, the relationship grew. Yeah. And that's like, now I'm like, I can't imagine my life without them. They're like right. my best friends. I, you know I mean? So I've had really good experiences. Oh yeah. Meeting people from the bar, but I've also had some really crazy ones where I'm like, fuck you. I'm out. I gotta yeah. go. You I'm gotta trust your intuition. probably gonna end up in six different trash cans like yeah. around the city if I stay here. <laughs> you know? You do. You just you have to trust your intuition. If, and if it's telling you that somebody is not like just don't do it. But I remember the first time I met you, you know, we didn't know each other and Dave right. set us up to, to, to do this podcast together. But the first time you met me, you brought your roommates and I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, totally cool. Like, like that's smart. I was like, Hey, like, and I was straight up about it though. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm not like, trying hey. to be an asshole. I'm going to bring people with me because if you're fucking weird, I'm going to leave. Right. right. You know? And we all became friends and it was great.
great. And now here and, we are. And awesome. But no, <laughs> it's a smart thing to do. It's like, you know, you're not going to just put yourself out there, like meeting somebody for the first time, you know? Yeah. Somebody vouched for, for me, but you didn't know, you know, it's like. I can't nowadays too. To be no. completely honest, it's not like I was super close with Dave. Dave, I love you. I know that you're listening. It yeah. had nothing to do with, you know, it's like, but I trusted him because I knew somebody that I knew personally that trusted him. And then, right. you know what I mean? And yeah. then when I finally met him, I was like, oh, this dude's fucking sweet. I know that he's like totally cool. And then when he told me to like meet up with you, I was like, if Dave knows him and thinks that he's cool, then I think he's cool too. Yeah, And exactly. it worked out. Here we are a, a year and a not a year and a half, but a year and some change later. Year and some change. Yeah. yeah. We're still We're doing the thing. It's like, and when we started, it felt like we knew each other forever. Yeah. You know? Oh, that first, that first night when we just like talked about the podcast, it was great. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I was like, I, I remember that meeting and being like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's very smart of you to like bring your roommates with you. Like in case the, right. You know, if the meeting doesn't go the way you planned it or somebody, you know, yeah, you I have like an out. Boo, gotta go. You gotta know, like gotta go. Roommates gotta go. I'm like, that's smart thinking. More, more of you ladies down. who take tips from that. That's smart. <laughs> we did close Lauren the place. was my going out buddy for years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, probably not a great going out buddy. <laughs> Actually, uh, no, you know what? I lied. I'm a great going leader. out buddy. Yeah. Jesse, you're the worst. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. She is a disappearer. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know, a uh, buddy code where I'm just like, if you're not going to be, if you, here's the thing is that we do not have to stay together the entire time, but you have to stay within I, I have to be able to oh, yeah. see you. I did disappear a couple times, but I'll scope, I'll scope out girl, this bitch. She said a couple times. <laughs> there was one time, let me tell you a story about Jessica. Okay. <laughs> so there was this one time that we went to. Um, a party that it was at a nightclub, but it was for a friend of ours who had passed on. And it was kind of like a little thing that they do every year to like, uh, you know, help raise money towards like suicide awareness and blah, blah, blah. It was this entire thing. Yeah. So um, we went to this party at the place we worked at and I was like, Hey girl, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And she's like, okay. So I go to the bathroom, I meet some <laughs> other girls, we start talking about clothes and shoes. I'm like, oh my God, I've been gone for like 10 minutes because we all know that I pee like so fast. Like power peer. Like okay, so, pe- so fucking fast. So I was like, oh my God, like I love your shoes, whatever. 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh, I got to get back out to my friend Jessica. So I go out there, I'm expecting her to be smoking a cigarette or whatever. Can't find her. So I text her and I'm like. Hey girl, like I'm gonna go to the bar literally next door to get one of those pineapples, and I really want one. Uh, you should meet me over there. <laughs> Crickets. So then I was like, oh, I'll let her like finish whatever she's doing. I come back over to the bar that we were at, oh, and I'm awesome. like, hey girl, I'm here. Where the fuck are you? Crickets. All of a sudden, I see her ex's car drive by, and she's like sitting in the passenger seat, and I'm like, <laughs> you know. Fucking Brittany. <laughs> Brittany stopped me in the middle of the road. Yeah. Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> she did one of these, right? Jessica. Oh my God, that's funny. And I was like, watching you. <laughs> it's okay, fine. but it oh, worked Lord. out because bitch left her fucking purse in my car. And so, I left everything in your okay, car. You got to come back to me so I know that you're alive tomorrow. So that's fine. At there least I knew where she went. She was literally ghosting me. And I was like, nope, not today. Oh, not I'm good for that. Hammered, in all fairness. Yeah. You were hammered. I am so good at getting wasted. If I was wasted. sober, that would have been the worst experience ever. I would have been like, uh, not today, Satan. But yeah. You're so good the at drunk. He was like, "Well, maybe just a little bit." Yeah, <laughs> Satan was such an asshole that I was like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> but then the next day, when I was sober, Lauren would be like, "Jessica, why would you do that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, why would I do why would that? I? Fuck that motherfucker!" Like, yeah, Lauren. Lauren was always my uh, my like uh, voice of reason. She's your wingman. Yes. <clears throat> She's a good wingman. Sure. Wingman, voice of reason, my guru, my fucking 
makeup artists, relationship artists, like everything. Like, I got you. I couldn't tell you when I, because me and Lauren, we worked at the same club together and she used to work on Thursdays. I didn't, but I used to come up there and drink on Thursdays and I would always stand and go to Lauren's bar and I'd hang out Uh. with her all night because I fucking loved her. Like she had the best like she was so authentic compared to everybody else. Like, Thanks, girl. It was honestly like I that place was you. filled with a whole bunch of plastic. That's what honestly. It was. And I was like, I was older. You're a couple. You know, I'm you're older. Younger. Mm-hmm. Well, how? Wait, you're only like I'm thirty two younger. Okay, so you're two years younger than I am. Yeah, but, but the, a lot of the girls that we worked with were like 20. 21 20 21 yeah yeah so like we got along on like that aspect and like we used to you know but when it came to when we actually started hanging out I was like this bitch will be my best friend for life like honestly (laughs) like it was from the get-go I knew it and it was it's never changed even in a whole different state. Anytime I talk about Lauren I was like so my best friend Lauren like we used to work together Lauren. (laughs) <laughs> my best friend Lauren and they're like I don't care and I'm like but I do god damn it you do have a great so. best friend vibe Lauren you most definitely do right I you're a real one cool ass people I tell people she all the time I'm like my friends are like really like eclectic and like interesting and sometimes weird but they are the party everywhere we like you know what I mean it's not even like about drinking or like anything like that it's no. like you're just like Full of energy and fun and wanting to like hang out and do something different. You know, it's like, I love that. I love being surrounded by people that I can like go and do something and be like, they're not all the same. Right. Yeah. Nobody's the same. And the other thing too, like Jessica, why I love you so much is like, I would call her and be like, um, I have tickets to a concert. And before I could even say what the concert was, she was like, come get me. (laughs) Yeah. Like she'll come out. She'll do whatever. Like, it's not about who am I seeing. It's about, oh, I'm going to be hanging out with you. you know we I mean? just know we'll have a good time, like, exactly. honestly. And we just get in trouble a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know how many people we okay, met? Okay, so, wait, I'm sorry. I have to pause for one second. Nope. Ming Chen said, Jessica English, I freaking love you. <laughs> I love you. Um, by the way, also, Ming... Remy and I are super upset that you didn't say you love us too, because we know that that's really what you meant to say. Okay. We do. We know that you love all of us, Ming, and we love you too. And we're going to have you on the podcast soon. So you got to come back. You got to come back. You got to come back. And I love you, Ming. <laughs> Everyone loves favorite. Ming. Everybody loves Forever. Ming. He's, he's such a lovable guy. He's amazing. Honestly. <laughs> AR, Lauren, do you remember John that you, we used to work with at Luna? Um, the security guard, the barber. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I posted a picture of the the last time that I had seen Ming when he came in town, and I was working at Mr. B's, and he stopped up there, and I took a picture with him and put it on like, yeah, yeah, Snapchat yeah. or whatever. I remember. John geeked out. Oh, did so he? bad over Ming. He was like, oh my God, you're friends with him. And I was like, yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> I know him in real life. <laughs> I like met him through Lauren and like, we're amazing friends, but like, oh my, <laughs> I've never seen somebody geek out so bad, like ever. Just know Ming, if you're watching still, I don't know if he is watching still, but just know if you are that the three of us, you are stuck with us for life. Like you for can change sure. your number, you can move. We'll find you because we yeah. love you. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you think you're going to get away with, but I will find you. I and I will drink with skills. you again. <laughs> we're going to drink and we're going to eat Coney dogs or Euros or pizza. Oh my God. Like, I have to say, that. I have a certain set of skills and it's making liquor taste the best. That's and right. And bringing people (laughs) to brand new places they've never been before. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. You have some of the weirdest places I would have never thought of going. Jessica, you've never seen Massive Attack until I took you to the concert. No. Listen, (laughs) first of all. heard of Massive Attack. I never heard of them. I didn't know not one song. And I shit you not, all night, me and Lauren were next to each other like, this is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Like. And I couldn't even tell you what we listened to all night, but it was so much fun. That is the best when you're just with great people that introduce exactly. you to new things That's like that. Exactly, that's what it's about. So cool. Yes. 
It has nothing what? to do with what you're doing. It's who you're doing it with. Yes. hundred yeah. percent. Good New experiences. People, a good place. Yeah, exactly. And like that is, let's bring it full circle really quick. Cheers to that. That's exactly, yeah, cheers to that for sure. That's exactly what it's about when working in the service industry is like, Mm -hmm. you find this like place that you click, you get in there and you feel again, like you're at home, like you're a part of a family and everyone just like loves you and is great. And sure, you might have people that don't fucking love you, but you feel that sense of like, this is perfect. You know, you're comfortable. You're Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. You're comfortable. And that's like the same feeling that you have with friends. You know, oh, like sure. sometimes you have friends that you're like, oh yeah, like we're okay. Or yeah, I see them every once in a while, but you're then it's like, to them. exactly. But it's like, just like, as long as I've known you, we've gone months before without speaking, but we're fucking great friends. And Remy, as long as I've known you, which is a short time, yep. I couldn't imagine not speaking to you at least once. Right. Before. You know what I mean? Even if we, <laughs> even if. Even if Tales from the Far Side wasn't a thing, I'd still maintain my yeah. friendship. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cheers to that. No, I and Yeah, cheers to that. There's not, nothing like friends and family. And, and when you when you find somebody that belongs in your tribe, that's what it's really about. Like, oh, right, you're yeah. one of us. You're exactly. one of the tribe. Like, you're authentic. You're real. <clears throat> right. You're willing to go on an adventure. <laughs> I hate yeah. fake people. I can't take it. Well, it's almost that time, so I'm going to say that um, just in general, I love both of you guys so much. Uh, I'm so happy that Jesse were able to come on. Yes, I made it. girl, you made it. I know, only a year later, but you made it. You did it. Of course she did. She's one of the tribe. It just makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. And everyone that you've ever met through with me or I've met through you, like we all love each other so much. And that's yes, for sure. Uh, I'm also going to go ahead and take this time to let our listeners know that uh, we have an email. We We do. We have an email address that if you want to tell us about your, what? Oh, you got We're professional. If you want to tell us. (laughs) About your time working in, hanging out at, what you've seen, what you've heard. We don't give a fuck what it is about the service industry. And and I have to reiterate this because I've had a lot of people asking. It's not just uh, bartenders and servers. We want to know all aspects of the service industry, including like valet and go-go dancers and shot girls and door girls and security and owners. And we just want to hear everything if you're even just a liquor rep we would love to hear from you um send us an email we'll read it on the air our email address is barside tales t-a-l-e-s at gmail.com and remy you can take us out and then jess we will talk after for sure yeah that sounds good um i love all of you i'm so glad that we all met i'm so glad that we're friends i'm so glad that i found my tribe everybody Have have a nice night, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.